Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Toddcast. If you know me, you know I've been. this has been in the wings for a long period of time and I'm absolutely jumping out of my skin to bring this to you. And the year 2020 is going to be the year where you get to listen to my sweet sounds in your ears. Big year it's been so far. Uh, if you're still alive, you haven't been killed by the coronavirus, um, take off your uh, hazmat masks and listen to the episode. Sit back, relax. Um, on this episode, we're going to have my mate, Hayden Crossley, digital nomad, athlete, um, general all-round good guy. We're going to sit back and chat with him about his life, his journey, and where he's been and what he's been up to. It's a fantastic chat, but I want to thank you first for tuning in, clicking the link, and coming across. It's going to be a big journey. I've got many guests lined up already for this year. I can't wait. The episodes are just going to get, continue to get better and better as I learn how to become a better podcaster. But once again, thank you very much for tuning in. Sit back and enjoy this episode. All right, we're on. We're live. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. What do you mean we're live? I didn't prepare for this. <laughs> Have a chat, mate. <laughs> Have a chat, mate. Man, that's, that's your time in England coming out, and yeah. That's it. Oh, the banter over there takes some mickey, though. So good. What do you mean? They're just like so witty. You know how you love witty. Oh, you I love, love, it. You love yeah. witty. Yeah, yeah. Over there, they just different class of witty. It's like, I don't know. I feel like they do their homework and like in primary school and that like, they get few lessons on wittiness because they're like some of the shit they come out with is like that so quick like how, how do you think of that Bro, so if, if you're getting if you're getting roasted in the playground you learn quick right yeah, exactly <laughs> you learn quick you want to be that kid that's getting roasted part, 100%. um <laughs> that's classic but um like yeah i guess over there like i guess there's so many so many more people so it's probably like a higher percentage of like guys that love banter, and then yeah, I suppose. It, but I think it's a culture there too. Like it's yeah, especially if you gravitate to sport. Like yeah. I'm sure you've gravi- you gravitate to sport. That's what I mean, because you played football over there, right? Yeah, football is amazing over there. It's yeah, religion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I like I thought at one point you were professional or was a semi-professional. Uh, not the last time I was yeah, there. Over there, I was just playing with like a bunch of boys, decent league, Yorkshire, uh, Yorkshire Premier Division, but it wasn't like yeah. semi-pro or all like that. But when I was there in, when I went in 2012 was when I when I trialed. Yeah, I was there for five months, Italy and and England. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just go a little bit closer, I reckon. All yeah, because right, you do you doing these ones only if you yeah, go yeah, a bit yeah. closer. Okay, Kaya. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. Oh, well, mate, we've been on for a little yeah, while. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just need a little surprise. <laughs> Because I got to catch that moment, you know what I was talking about. I was like, mate, you don't do the old art. We're on now, then people freak out. So you're in, uh, you went to England, Italy. Yeah, yeah. You played because so you had a couple trial games or something, was it? What was the clubs that you went to? That was a big club. I remember there's one big club in there, wasn't it? Genova, yeah. Genova. I was was training with them. I was training with them in the like the junior academy. So they treated me like a. They treated all the players there like professionals. Yeah. So you're in an academy, waking up. Having breakfast as a team, having yeah. your morning session, lounging in the evening, analyzing a game, then going again in the afternoon for another session. Game days on the w- on the weekend, all around Italy. Yeah, like I played Juventus youth, youth played uh, with yeah. Roma. Yeah, well, it's good experience. Yeah. but you also you come to realize like players over there in the U- in Europe. Yeah, they're born with the ball at their feet. You know, over yeah. here we're born a little differently. You know, you come, you you play. You play football as a as a hobby, or your parents get you into it. But over there, it's like yeah. it's a necessity. You need to learn <laughs> know how to control a ball before you learn how to yeah. get rid of your dummy, for example. Yeah, and it's like you can tell that it's like that because like they're a class above in yeah in some aspects. I guess we have that a little bit here because if you get someone like that, like was born in Australia, they can kick a footy. Yeah, but like 
if you then get someone in America, give them a football, they're like holding it weird and yeah, like, exactly. But like over there, obviously that baseline is just completely exactly, much higher. exactly, exactly. And yeah. it tells you can tell straight out. Yeah, even the knowledge on the game. Well, that's funny that when going back to what you said about they teach you academy players like like actual real players of the club, like yeah. that thing. Because one of my favorite stories about academy players, Sir Alex at United, mm. the, there was academy player. They were in like the cafeteria, yeah. and the academy player was in the line, and Ronaldo pushed in front of him. Yeah. And then, like, Sir Alex went up to the academy player and he's like, mate, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, don't let Ronaldo push in front of you. And the academy player's like, oh, mate, it's Ronaldo. <laughs> like, he can do what he wants. <laughs> like, and then he's like, bro, he's like, well, I didn't say bro, but he's like, mate, he's like, we got you here to replace him. Like, yeah. Take your spot. Yeah. I was like, oh. When I heard that story, I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's fire. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. That, and that's, I, that's, that's why Sir Alex was so good as well, you know? Yeah. Because he gives a child that mentality that, like it's just gonna boost his self esteem, boost his ego, boost his confidence. And at the end of the day, that's what a, a footballer needs. Footballers yeah. are all confidence players, you know, especially for yeah. attacking players. So, what uh, was there anything that like you think you just not not to that level? You just weren't good enough. You come home, or was it, did you get injured or something? Or I didn't get injured. I had my opportunities, and the opportunities yeah. that were offered to me were not not attractive enough to live over there so i was i was i wasn't offered yeah, anything okay. significant i was offered like third division in italy in the at the end of it and it was yeah. like yeah they would have gonna they were gonna sort me an apartment and whatnot but if i was injured i wouldn't play and i was only paid if i <laughs> would play so yeah like all right cool. money only yeah cool you've got me you've got an apartment for me but i mean yeah. if i'm if i'm not going to make an appearance then how do i afford groceries that week you know, because oh, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm still gonna be training like full time, yeah. exactly. But you're only gonna pay me if I appear, which I might not appear the whole year. So that means yeah. like, how am I gonna live? Yeah. It was a big risk, and I was like, by <laughs> that by that point, it was the first time that I was away from home for so long as well. Yeah. So I was starting to miss family too. And yeah. yeah. How old were you at that point? Would have been like eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Or nineteen. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Like such pressure, and then like. How do you how do you get that funded and like no one wants to sponsor you? That's what I mean. But you know what? Like that experience as well is what gave me the confidence. Like from that point, living abroad on my own and having that experience, like I came back here and I realized, like, mate, I'm not I'm not scared of I'm not scared of anything. Like I, yeah. I've got I've got the confidence to do what I want. If I want to leave the country again, like I'm no longer scared of being alone. Because I went through like a tougher time in Italy, you know, where I was by myself. I was like, what am I doing? Like I'm co completely by myself. Yeah, I'm completely alone. I'm dealing with a lot of emotions at that age as well. Yeah. There was some tough time, but then once I'd got back home and looking back on it, I was like, that was one of the best decisions I made, like yeah. going through that mentally and then like being in that disciplined state because you're training, you're eating, you're lounging around, you're training, then you're sleeping. It's like very disciplined. So it's kind of like in a way, nowhere near the same kind of level, but like if you compared it to people that went to the army, for example, yeah. they're going in there, they're, they're living such a structured life. So they learn discipline, they learn self-control, they learn like they learn all these qualities that's going to make them a better person no matter what direction they go in life anyway. Yeah. So that was kind of like mainly what I got out of it. And like since, since getting back from there, I mean, like I've traveled so yeah. much more up until my last trip which i did yeah well wow. yeah that's unbelievable shout out jennifer for making you into a man eh? hey. <laughs> <laughs> just making the hate in the that there is yeah well that's awesome and then you came back as uh how old were you when i met you that were you 20 would have been soon after yeah because that's Wasn't, when i was like yeah oh, crap i need a job now i need to find something yeah yeah and that turned out to be a ripper job it <laughs> was a good job it was a good job because you were about 18 then and then there's a couple of years. It must have been around that time. Been 19, 20, yeah, I guess. You guys were on like, your yeah. P's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Been about that. Mm. A classic. Yeah. 
That's so, class. so for the listeners out there, we uh, Aiden and I first met at work through a mutual uh, uh, friend, uh, JP, uh, mm-hmm. absolute legend. I uh, looking back, you guys like had a good crew, like JP, Robbie, you, Bart, all those guys yeah, yeah, that yeah. went to that school. Like, where'd you go? Where'd you go? You went to Catholic school, yeah. 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 And then good just lads. anyone that like I met just through association mm. was just all like. All good caliber. Yeah, that's it. That's a good way to describe good <laughs> like, caliber. Like you know, you meet some like uh, like you meet some people's friendship groups, and you're like, yeah, it's a flog mm. there, like whatever. There's a couple, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. but like just you blokes, all good. And yeah. then it got to the point where um, JP had like, well, uh, uh, who was upstairs again? What's her name? Um, the real Hannah. Was gonna go. Hannah, Hannah, yeah, yeah, legend. Yeah, Hannah was there and stuff. And then it was like. I was like, all right, JP, I want to hire someone. You got anyone? Yeah. And then it was like, didn't even bother about an interview. No. Like, it's like, JP knows so good, good people. Like. Yeah, perfect. And then I, I remember- times, good times. Yeah, yourself and Robbie came in. And um, that was funny. That was a funny, little funny moment. Because yeah, yeah. we just had, uh, Mickey just left, the guy Mick. Mm. And then you guys came in and he was like, good looking young lads, like a, full of, a, oh, full of confidence, yep. just full of confidence. <laughs> and then everyone was like, oh, who are these guys? And yep. there was a whole little revolt. But That was a good time. Anyways, but that's like you, you had that confidence. Like I, yeah, that, yeah. I remember you just being such a confident young man, and then like you still like that now. So it's yeah, so that's a that's a key trait in my eyes. Like yeah, you have to have confidence to succeed, no matter what you're doing. Even if you're not confident, you know, if you yeah. give that, I forget who says it, but if like if you're not confident at what you're about to do, but you give the impression that you're super confident, yeah, <laughs> fake it till you make it. I think I'll do that a bit to you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I roll in. I was gonna. <laughs> Like, I, I, like sometimes I sit in a social situation. I'm like, oh, I'll probably say something now. Like, what's yeah. something weird that I can say? That's just just break the ice yeah. here and then just come out with something stupid. That's it, it. That's it. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, this guy's a wanker. Like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, ah, there, yeah, cool. And then, yeah, I remember you, you were always traveling because it wasn't long after that you were gone again. Yeah, like I've I've done a fair bit, like all together now. I've been like forty plus countries. Forty plus, where well, yeah. forty plus, yeah, and it's like you know. From the experiences that I've had, what you actually get from experiencing these countries, these cultures, these people, yeah. it's more than any sort of money can buy, you know, because you witness it firsthand, you see how they live and you learn from it straight away. Yeah. Like certain third world countries I've been to where I realized how little they have, yeah. it makes you come back and you'll all of a sudden appreciate everything that you have because us from a Western society are entitled at the end of the day. Like we have so much compared to so many other people out there in the world and it's like it's really moving when you see it and it and it brings you back down to earth to, yeah. and makes you realize you know what the media portrays to you what they want you to see and we're in our western society bubble where our problems essentially give or take obviously but they're inferior compared to these people that might not even be able to afford a pair of shoes so their toes are deformed or like don't even have a roof over their head but they're still so happy they're smiling they're laughing they're playing football with a rock yeah you know and it's like you see that and it just it gave me it gives me energy gives me energy it's cool it's a cool little time that we live in like millennials i guess can have this little like crisis period where they're like i've just got to go like Mm. i'm gonna get out there and I, i look at uh guys like yourself and i've got a lot of mates that travel a lot and like I've never been overseas, mm. I'd actually don't own a passport, and it's one thing that I'm going to do this year. That's yeah. on my list, and I've started doing all the stuff that I need to do to get it. But I'm like, oh, I'm that's it. I'm done. I'm out. I'm like, I'm just going to go. And yeah, like that's what kind of why I really wanted to get you in to have a chat is about all your travels, where you've been, because yeah, you've been forty plus countries. Hundred percent. That should definitely be one of your goals this year. Because I don't know the, from the first time I travelled and yeah. up until now, like a brand new country. 
the, the feeling is completely unique every single time. Brand yeah. new country, it's like, wow, there's a whole brand new perspective on the entire yeah. world. So it's not, it's the same from the very first time to now. I still get that warm, fuzzy feeling. Yeah. It's still like one of my, like I've made a list on my phone about like the top euphoric feelings, <laughs> top natural euphoric feelings, I should Wait. specify. <laughs> So <laughs> it's, it's, it could be an interesting list. Yeah, so mate, cool. I reckon we bang that out in a sec. We'll, let's bang this, let's bang this list out if you don't bang mind. Okay, if you don't mind, yeah, let's bang this out. We're okay. gonna go Hayden's top euphoric uh, list. Euphoric feelings, all right. And now this. Wow. Is, yeah, yeah. Wow, this is literally something that I've, I've never shared. I've never shared, and I've I've just had it on my phone, and sometimes I'll add to it. So there's about ten or twelve. But I'll just list them. I'm just gonna run. So then these are no in, 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 no, or, in no no order. No order. Maybe like list a couple that like glance over a couple like if they're not that great. But okay. I'm sure that well the euphoric moments so they're yeah. all great. But then like give us a couple like right, give us so a bit I've of background got, and some maybe. Got a couple being lost in a foreign city. The conversation we're just having, looking outside a window during transit with your favorite music on. So if you're on a train oh. and you're just listening to, hey, I've, I've even done that one in yeah, Melbourne. Best, exactly, you can do that. The end point of a sunset, the starting point of a sunrise. Scoring a goal or the perfect touch, uh, seeing someone you love after distance, intimacy. Yeah, <laughs> we were like, we had to love that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the feeling after a hitting a big PB in the gym, swimming in the ocean. So if yeah. you're just alone in the ocean, looking up at the sky on a hot day, most amazing feeling. Pretty crazy. Watching sparkles on the sun's uh, of the sun's reflection off the ocean. Yeah, that's amazing. That Friday feeling, whatever day that might fall on. <laughs> Graduating from anything, seeing a big fluffy dog. Yeah. Yeah. Euphoric techno, techno, <laughs> techno. Oh, when you see your just, food coming at a restaurant. Oh, so good. But let's just go back to to techno. I like how good sometimes you're just there, and then like when you like for me a big thing is like when you're in the club, right? You can't talk to anyone, mm -hmm. but like, and then you go. I kind of just look out over the sea of heads, and you just see everyone kind of like Popping. same, just same thing. But they're like, it's like everyone is talking to everyone. Oh. 100%. And then, like, you just give your mate that look. Like, yeah, you just You just look over yeah. and you're just like, oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> that is a euphoric feeling. That's a good and feeling. When too. you just hear that, like, the, the womp womp. Yeah, and yeah, it just, just vibrates your body, just yeah. chase the vibration. Yeah, I love it. It's crazy. I reckon that's like a, like a real tribal, non verbal communication yeah, in this yeah, moment. Definitely, definitely. It's like really audible, like, you're in oh, there. Oh, yeah, but, it's like a jungle in there. But you just like, jungle sometimes it is that jungle. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, keep, uh, keep going. Uh, so Sorry, I had to interject couple, on couple that. Couple left. Uh, so the last one was when you see your food coming at a restaurant. Oh, yeah, best. The next one is the same above, but with a pint at a bar. Say that again. So the same as the above. So when you see oh, your yeah, food well, coming, so when, when you, you see your yeah, pint yeah. coming. Bang, yeah, yep. beautiful. Um, and the last one, the initial cool breeze that hits your skin after sitting in a sauna or being really hot. Yeah, that is a good one, actually. Yeah. So you just bang out the sauna. Yeah. Yeah, That's that is doing. a good one. Yeah, that they're initial like, rush. They're like little little things, little, little, little ones, but you can get them like just from everyday life. Yeah. yeah? Okay. And they're the things you learn to appreciate as well. Yeah. And then like, I guess we're going to tie that back into your traveling, like best sunset, best best um, sunrise. Unbelievable where I can see those. Um, a lot of Asia has unbelievable sunsets so around Indonesia, Malaysia. Those sunsets are incredible. Bali, if you've been there, that's a, that's a pretty um, yeah. easy one to get to as well. But Croatia, unreal. Unreal sunsets in Croatia. Um, Albania. Yeah. They're probably my top. I've got to say they're my top three. Indonesia, Albania, Croatia, most amazing sunsets. I've ever sunsets, sunrises. Sunrises. King, King Street, Sunday morning. There you go. Doesn't get better, does it? Oh, no. It really doesn't. I got to block that one in. <laughs> that, that takes me back though. Yeah. There is something crazy about um, like 
where either you've been partying or you've been up all night uh, reading a book. Um, yeah. <laughs> that as soon as the sun comes up, it's just another gear. Yeah. Like it's we're off, like we're off again. Yeah. And it's all like so it's like oh well, no time for sleep now. I've Got to get on with it. Yeah. Now. And that shit gets you till at least three o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you know, like you you've been, like whatever you've been doing. Yeah. Generally, it's I've had a thousand beers at by that yeah, point. Yeah. And they um, just kick off again. Yeah. And I'm having the best chats of my life of, yeah. with a good mate. Yeah. And he's like, oh, look. And then that kind of sky goes that light blue. Yeah. And you're never in a spot where you're going to see the sun come up. But you're in that, the sky goes light blue and you're like, oh, well, it's happening. Yeah. Oh, well. Much. Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, now. Yeah. We've done it. Got to move on. <laughs> but um, going back to um, what you said there, it, a funny thing that I saw on your socials not long ago is when you're in um, Albania, when you're on TV. Yeah. You said the sunset's in Albania, but yeah. you're on Albanian TV. Like That was a funny <laughs> story. Honestly. Mate, I reckon you were carrying that show. Hey, I, <laughs> I watched the episode. I was like, he's done a great job. He's carrying it here. Honestly, it was the most random thing. So I was staying in uh, the capital of Albania in Tirana. Yeah. And I met this random German guy in a hostel and we connected instantly. And within like probably an hour and a half, like we were like, you know what? We got to check out the coast of Albania because we're deep into the city here. So we're like, all right, we'll go tomorrow. And I'm like, I'm down. So we literally packed our we packed our things. Yeah. We left on this random bus. Now the, the transport in Albania is very ten years ago. Like it's all over okay. the place. Yeah. It was like this random minivan with an A4 piece of paper with some writing on it. We got yeah. on. We jumped on. They took us as close as we could to the coast. We realized there is really no public transport here. Really. Yeah. So we're like, screw this. We'll start hitchhiking. So we're at the very top of the coast, and we're like, we'll hitchhike all the way down to the bottom, which is like a ten hour drive. We got hit. We we hitched a ride from probably like all up five or six different random people. Yeah. It was like a Belgium couple, local fishermen, three Albanian lads, like unreal, yeah. unreal. And the people you connect with in those situations, it's it's crazy. And I'd yeah. never really done that sort of stuff before, so it was it was like uh, I felt alive doing it. Anyway, yeah. so the three Albanian lads ended up dropping us halfway to the south, and we stayed there the night. So we we went to this beach. We met this random fisherman. Yeah, we paid him to drop us at this island, and then we basically kicked it on the island, had a bit of a cheeky sesh, yeah. stayed there the whole night and hoped that this fisherman came back to pick us up the next morning, which oh. thankfully he did. <laughs> he did. He picks us up. We, we head towards the road. Now the next people that we go to hitchhike with or try to hitch, get a hitch, hitch a ride from is yeah. this TV crew. And they're approaching us with like cameras and lights and me and this German are <laughs> like, what is going on? What is happening right now? Yeah, and they rock yeah. up and they start talking to us and it happened to be the person who does the news every night for Albania, she happens to be Australian girl. No way. Okay. And she's like, oh, no way. What are you guys doing here? Like we're trying to get, and we're like, we're trying to get to, down to the South. We're trying to look at all the beaches. And she's like, it's your lucky day guys, because we run a TV show at the moment, running a documentary on why foreigners come to Albania. And today's segment is on the best beaches in Albania. <laughs> So you can just tag along with us and be part of the episode. Wow. So then from that point on, with me and this German are randomly getting interviewed and we're like camera in our face. And sometimes we just turn to each other and be like, what is happening? Man? <laughs> How did we get into this situation? Gold bought us lunch, took us around. Like it was so much fun. Such a good day. Such a good day. And then like That's a, great a few scene. weeks later, I'm, I'm watching the episode. I'm like, it's unreal. <laughs> it's unreal. And that's the, sort of, that's the sort of things that like happen when you are traveling as well. It's yeah. like, you just, you never know what's going to, what's going to go on. You know, yeah. you can expect anything. And it's so exciting. You never, never know unless you yeah. never, never go. Exactly. And just get up and then just bang. Yeah. 
And then like he, go back to hitchhiking for a sec. So like, uh, mate, how's your Albanian? That's what I mean. You don't really need <laughs> any. Well, the German guy, was he? The German spoke fluent English. When and it, German, obviously. And or, German, yeah. yeah. But when it comes to hitchhiking, throw a thumb out. Like Bang. I would never wait. We would never wait that long. Yeah. Someone would pull out no matter what where they were going they'll be yeah. like yeah jump in we'll drive you a few case and like yeah. at the start you got like a few trust issues and that but yeah, after yeah. the first one i was like sign me up man whoever's <laughs> picking me up get in like, three albanian lads was the most scary one yeah because it was like well, yeah. there's three of them young boys in a ute bit rowdy yeah, proper yeah, albanian yeah, yeah, yeah. they've got like three beers in their hand they're driving up this mountain road i was like oh i don't know if i'm gonna get in this car but i got in anyway <laughs> and then like it was just it was just it's just so fun. Like, it's the, thing, like, yeah, the stories you look back on. And just a like, couple non-verbal, like little, yeah, like yeah, little eyebrow yeah, yeah, looks. Yeah, like. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, kind of like, like want a sip of beers, a couple. Of, no, no. Yeah. Like, was it like that? Like, yeah. Just, well, they, they gave us beers while we we're driving. Like, that, yeah. we're, but we're obviously passengers, so yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a entertaining day. And then, like in terms of, least. in terms of, like, were they listening to any music or anything? Um, to be honest, we were just we were trying to connect a lot. So the, just, the, yeah, Eng- was the English was very broken. Yeah, and yeah. they were nice guys. So it was fun. Yeah. Because I reckon if I got some tourists in my car, I would try the whole nonverbal, try a couple of bit of, bits and pieces yeah. wherever they're from, mm. but then just go, um, let's just bang the aux cord, drop a few hammers. And yeah, just, do that too. And then just kind of just see like, yeah, oh, yeah. do they like that? Yeah, or like? yeah just go by. <laughs> the music says it all though. Huh? Yeah. That's what the sometimes universal language. Yeah. I love music. Yeah, music's a big, uh, big connector. Yeah, definitely. And again, like I think you going back to your uh, some of your traveling as well. Like you, you've been to some awesome music festivals around the oh, globe. Oh yeah, right? I've been to a few now. Some of your favorites? Some of my favorites. Um, I went to Waking Life in Portugal, which is a four day festival yeah. in like the desert in Portugal. Yeah. It's kind of for anyone out there that knows about Boom Festival, which happens every two years in, in yeah. Portugal. Yeah. Um, That's better. Yeah. You, It's kind of on a lower scale to that. So it's like a okay. more intimate one. Yeah, cool. Sometimes yeah. they're the best. Yeah. A good couple thousand people. Like, yeah, or exactly. a couple hundred. And yeah, then, yeah, exactly, exactly. One of, one of my favorite photos of you, I'll, I'll put it up down here for the, for, okay. for the people <laughs> viewing on YouTube. If you're not on uh, YouTube, on Instagram, you can check out Hayden's Instagram. We'll, ta- we'll uh, tag in the description, et cetera. Drop it at the end, but is you at I think it's an Aussie festival somewhere, and you got like a top hat on, a rave stick. Yeah, I know which one. And like you just you just like standing there, you just loving life. Ready to go? Yep. I look at some of those photos. I'm like, fuck. He's like, he's having. He's he knows how to do life. This young man, he knows what's going on. <laughs> so it was a good time. Had and a few good times. You and I think it's uh, Nathaniel, right? Yeah. I've never met him. I've heard so much about Nathaniel. So many stories. It's funny because me and Robbie have spoken multiple times about you as well. So it's like, yeah. Nathaniel knows very well <laughs> about you, but does not actually know you. Yeah, yeah. So like, I feel like I know him. Yeah. I reckon if I just met him, I was like, hey, go, mate. Like, yeah, wouldn't exactly. even bother. Wouldn't even bother yep, just getting yep, to know yep. him. So yeah, yeah, Nathaniel, whatever, mate. Um, yeah, but he's he's like a part of your crew. Like, there's a big. Tri- you had that triangle of lads, yeah. like you, Robin, yeah, Nathaniel exactly. for a while. Exactly. But that particular photo, I reckon, is just a cool one. And like, the, your Instagram is full of all these moments. Before you got here, I was doing my research as best mm. as possible, cramming it in before yep. you text me saying yep. I'm here. <laughs> and um, I was like, wow, like real eclectic mix. Like you've been uh, to a lot of places, and some of the stories we just skimmed across. Yeah. But it's just like unbelievable. Like, and then I look at myself, and that's why I'm so attracted to your story. Mm. Is that I've I've never been out of Australia. Like, I've been to Adelaide, and that's about it. That's nah, what I mean. But you can I've go, been everywhere in Australia. You can go at any time, though. That's the beauty of it. You yeah. can literally leave at any time. So on that, um, 
Where's the first place I should go? Oh, the first place. The first place you should go, like, I mean, Europe's a safe bet. I've been there four times for that reason because I fought, fell in love with the continent. Like, there's yeah. just so much there. But it really depends on what you're after as well. Yeah, okay. Because, I mean, every country has something different to offer. So, like, if it you're it after really, nature, yeah. if you're after partying, there's all different spots to go. Like, you, yeah. you wouldn't go to Berlin kind of thing if you want, like mountains and, yeah. and beautiful like not that it's not beautiful but i mean you'd go to berlin for a different reason you know it's a different kind of city it has a different kind of scene as yeah. opposed to like if you wanted to go hiking like i'd go to austria or something like that you know there's yeah. like it depends what you're after so depending yeah what you want from it is where you'd go but southeast asia is another yeah. one because super cheap so cheap to travel through southeast asia and like for an Australian, a lot of the places, they, they love Australians. Like a lot of the world loves Australians. So you never really have a problem anywhere, I yeah. don't think. I'm kind of, um, I'm a really bad impulsive spender mm. and I'm like, I suck at saving. So one of the things that has attracted me to you as well is that you've kind of monetized a lot of your travels. Like whether you've either worked, I'll, I'll get you to, to you know, get into more detail, but it seems to me like from the outside of looking in and I'd love to explore it more, like your online training and coaching business for, for health and fitness. Like is that gives you like a bit of revenue while you're traveling. Plus you've got your teaching degree. Yeah. Like you're not just, a, not just a, a bloke that just picked up his bags when traveling. You actually went to uni and yeah, no, I try to get things done. Yeah. And tell me about actually, before we get into that, tell me about your teaching stuff. Yeah. Cause your mum's a teacher, right? Well, she's more than just a teacher. Mum's quite impressive. She's got a big resume, right? Yeah, mum's done a few. So she's finishing off her third degree now. Yeah. And um, she's coordinating English at Oakley Grammar. So, yeah. yeah, she's doing a bit there. Yeah. But yeah. I thought they speak Greek there, mate. Why is she teaching English there? <laughs> That's probably why they need it. Shout out to everyone at Oakley Grammar. Like. <laughs> yassu, yassu, yassu. <laughs> so good, like, I don't mean anything. <laughs> Yeah, but she's written books though and stuff as well. Like, she's read a few, yeah. yeah like Five she, or something, mainly children's books. But yeah, yeah, wow. She's done a lot. Remarkable. She's a busy woman. Is that where you got your um, thirst for wanting to be a teacher? Um, I wouldn't say so, so much because like, yeah, I see that it works and I see, and like obviously my mum's my inspiration as well. But at the same time, I looked at teaching as versatility and I'm a very... I chase versatility. Like yeah, if okay. I if I'm versatile, I know that I always have options because I'm someone who needs variety in life. Yeah. So if I'm versatile, it gives me lots of options. So I studied exercise science initially, and then halfway through that degree, I was like, "Hang on a minute! Like I have this aspiration to travel the world. If I have this exercise science degree, do you reckon I could just swap and change jobs as easy as I could with a teaching degree?" So I went into teaching simply because. Like, yes, I want to be able to educate and I'm good at educating others. But at the same time, I went to teaching because it's very versatile. I can yeah. I can jump into most countries, find work. And it's like, it's one of them, it's one of yeah. them careers that you can kind yeah. of rely on or fall back on if other yeah, things definitely. don't work out. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, versatility just e equals the ability to adapt in, in any scenario, any situation. And yeah, like exactly. So, like, you, you can use it traveling. Exactly. And there's a need for, like... English speaking teachers, right? Well, yeah, exactly. There's a, it's very high demand. Yep. The UK, huge demand. You know, parts of Asia, massive demand. You can get yep. even roles in Italy. Like literally, especially as an Australian teacher, you can walk into countries. And when it comes to especially English, like you can get jobs pretty pretty easily. Yeah. yeah. Any any uh, good uh, abroad teaching stories you'd like to share with the uh, viewers of the podcast? Because there's oh, so many of them. Yeah, there there would be. I worked at a I won't I won't name the school, but a pretty yeah. deprived school in um in Bradford, okay. and 
I did what's called uh, like emergency teaching there initially. And so I had a couple of days there and it was wild, like a wild zoo. Like I had <laughs> chairs thrown, like tables flipped. And I was yeah. like, no, nah, not coming back here. No it, chance. It just kind of sounds like where I went to school, Glasgow Park. That <laughs> 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 seems like a normal day, man. A couple of chairs. <laughs> anyway, so like later they, they called me. Like yeah. a couple of weeks later, they're like, we want to offer you like some work, a bit more permanent. I was like, mm, you know what? I'll pass. I'll keep floating around doing emergency teaching. Yeah. And they offered me a significant pay rise to, to stick around. So I was like, all right, I'll stick around. Best decision I made because like I made some amazing connections with staff. Yeah. Um, the, the kids eventually grew on me. But like if I'm teaching here in Melbourne, yeah, I'm dealing with the behavior like a kid might get into a fight with another kid or a kid might get into a fight over a girl he likes or a girls might be having a little clash together. Yeah. Over there, I'm dealing with like knife crime, drugs. <laughs> like it's he it's hectic, yeah. you know, and it's because it's hectic. It's like, I don't know, in a weird way, like I had sometimes I had to bring parents in about seriously defiant behavior with a child and then seeing their parents, I'm like, hang on kid, now I understand your, your parents make sense of it all now because look at your parents, like yeah. without disrespect, you're a dropkick as well. So now it changes my whole approach, how I deal, deal with that kid. Now, yeah. instead of like trying to tell him off or, or, or yelling at him now, it's all of a sudden now I'm understanding and I realize, you yeah. know what, maybe I am one of your like most important male role models in your life. Yeah, and, yeah. and it didn't, I didn't think of it that way yeah. until I, I start seeing where they're actually coming from and like the yeah, upbringing well. that I've had. And just like, how do you do that? Just bring them under your wing. Like, what do you, what do, you do? Like, yeah. I, I actually wouldn't know what I've got to do. Like, I'd be like trying to give Donagi's little kids get away yeah. from me. <laughs> I suppose it was more of a, like a, instead of um, like a kid's looking for the reaction, he's always, he's used to that at home. Like he's used to doing the wrong thing and being yelled at. Yep. So if you don't take the same approach as a teacher, he's un, you're going to get the same behavior pattern coming back. So instead it's like questioning the behavior, starting to understand why you're doing what you're doing or yeah. um, like what, what's the, what's the re, what's the underlying issue here? You know, if you, if you start understanding them and like, questioning their actions like they start trusting and becoming more confident with you and then all of a sudden they're opening up about more and once yeah, they're opening okay. up about more you can start seeing all right now i understand your behavior is explained by how you think here and it gives you a bit yeah. more room to work with with a child what what kind of class were you teaching physical education or were you i did english for english, yeah. one and a half terms and then i did pe for the remainder of the year okay, so yeah, cool. it was the pe where i connected better with most yeah. students because that's my, that's my area yeah. Okay. So I was able to like, like for example, some of the I, I ended up running like a I integrated like a gym club. So I was teaching kids how to lift properly. Awesome. Teaching it. Yep. And then so I have like some of the kids that might have been bad in maths and English class coming to the club, and then it gives me a chance to connect with them. Yeah. Find out what's going on in classes. Maybe hopefully improve their behavior with their other yeah their other teachers. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And probably a really good state to get some of those kids in, in the yeah. physical like environment. Yeah. Like they've been, they've been like a little bratty today, mate, make them run. Exactly. <laughs> they ain't gonna, they ain't gonna mess up too much. Wear yeah. them out, they won't go too much longer after that. Yeah, but also in that though, like the endorphins and stuff, like you've done exercise science, I'm sure you could elaborate yeah. on it, but like as soon as you go to the gym, you feel good. Like you don't 100%. feel like you're gonna be destructive. Exactly, so. exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's really cool. So, and then yeah, you did a bit of a weightlifting club and whatever and kind of got them uh, on the right thing. Yeah, exactly. Struggling at mass, uh, two plates. <laughs> what yeah. do we lift them, boys? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I take away one of these plates, what's left? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably. Can relate in cross curricular did, areas. Didn't yeah. happen once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, no, it's obviously not a bad idea. Yeah, that's awesome. And then where else? Where else did you teach? So uh, the UK you taught obviously. Anywhere else? Have you? Uh, no, because then I started working online. So yeah. after, like, I was always working online, but yeah. where my plan was always finish off the academic year. Once I finished there, I don't want to work for like close to a year. I don't yeah, want to okay. physically work for close to a year. I just want to make income from my laptop. So that was kind of the plan I was leaning towards yeah. the whole time. So I sent out a few different resources. I had my ebook. I put a load of good content out there. So that yeah. way it would kind of hopefully position me with a number of clients that could yeah. semi-finance a lifestyle even. Yeah. Which like, to be fair, it, it helped a lot. Like you know, yeah. it's financed a, a decent amount of what I did. Yeah. And uh, Aussie dollar, it's got some weight in some countries like uh in like particularly US, asia yeah asia is not too bad so europe not so much you get yeah it you sucks, get yeah, yeah. sucks yeah but yeah that's that's awesome and um uh obviously we trained uh together a little bit well you trained me mm-hmm. um i was one of your clients yeah um i let i let the relationship down it wasn't <laughs> it was me he's a really good trainer don't judge from my results <laughs> But um, yeah, I, like I, th- I think you're tremendous in terms of what you, what you've done. And um, how how did you learn that? Like, more from your degree, or is it just how, where where's that at? Like, like how did you pick it all up? Because some of your techniques are awesome. I've never, I thought like my, I'll go back. I'll rephrase all that. My kind of uh, vision or some personal trainers I've had in the past. It's funny that fat people, right? Well, I've had like four dietitians. Mm. I've had like six personal trainers. So I get a really good scope of yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm probably like really good to give reviews yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. But so I've, I've, you kind of tore down the walls of that stereotype, like mm. some of the training that you did or just the way that you explained it or the way that you structured your training, like um, absolutely like was, was killer. I, that short-term results that I was getting was was unbelievable. I guess it's the I guess it's the blend of like being able to come from an education background with a passion for exercise science. You can blend the two together. So it's like yeah. you got to bring the science in because it's not me telling you that you're going to get results. It's me telling you that if you follow this science is going to tell you that you will get results, not that you might get results. If you follow yeah. it, this is what's going to happen. And then obviously the background in teaching helps me make it a little bit more fun or helps me communicate in a way that. Yeah. another person's gonna understand and obviously that just comes down to mirroring you know who i'm talking to if i'm talking to a child i'm going to explain it very differently to if i'm talking to an athlete as opposed to if i'm talking yeah. to someone that's just a general general population kind of client yeah yeah and i think like kind of the the structure of your workouts if i can remember that we kind of did like kind of some like i think what was it like lengthening stuff uh, plyometric is that what was it we do at the start uh, and so then it was a bit of strength and then it was like Time to mess up Todd day. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> so it's like gen- three. Yeah. Yeah. There's generally a blend. Is uh, this, uh, well, I, before you go into that, is this like a good structure for, for just any regular person? Obviously it matters on who they are, the different situations, but like. Yeah, definitely. It yeah. definitely depends on, on the client, but yeah. normally the structure, for example, with you was more of an activation approach yeah. and I would generally, and still do to an extent to this day, combine four different training methods. methods so like a hip yeah. based training, gymnastic strength or calisthenics based training, um, uh, powerlifting based training and then plyometrics. So all four of those. Now it's not to say that those four I would take with every single client, but it's out of those four, depending on the client, one would be most emphasized. So for you, for example, when we were training, it was more the high intensity interval side of things and then a a blend of powerlifting based movements as well. Yeah, that fucking bike with the- (laughs) Oh, the assault, um, yeah, it kills ya. Death by assault, I call it. Hey, I've never been on one since. Yeah. (laughs) Don't blame me, mate. Don't blame you. And and it, and it shows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I should stop roasting myself, mate. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's pretty funny. But um, yeah, the the training and stuff, I guess, is really huge. Like, I think 
your um like your like your yourself your results like when I first met you like uh, like you were like a real skinny kid mm. like you were still ripped but you were that like I guess that age and what your goals wanted to achieve like you yeah, need to be it. really light because you played what midfield. Yeah. I was a winger, yeah. Yeah, winger. Well, mm-hmm. so yeah, so you have to be light, right? Yeah, you got to be quicker in your feet. But yeah, like I, I fanboy out on your Instagram pretty hard. I, was in, <laughs> I, I dropped a comment every now and then. I'm like, rig, like yeah, legend, whatever. Legend. But check out his Instagram, guys, if you get a chance. Um, yeah. Because yeah, what do you want to achieve with your training and your goals? Like, where are you at? Like, obviously it's your job, so you need to be a good example. But what what's your mentality with why you're keeping fit? Yeah, so for me now, it's just a lifestyle thing as well. For So for starters, no matter even if I wasn't training for anything, like it would still be something that I'm going to do because that's my industry as well. So yeah. obviously I've got to practice what I preach consistently, you know. But my goals for this year, um, I'll probably play football again on a – on a local level though, so I won't I won't reach for the stars there because I've got my eyes on um, the Victorian Athletics League season at the end of 2020. Yeah. So I competed a few events before I left in the 70 metre gift runs. And yep. not that I'd be running for money, but I mean, there's some there's some real attractive coin there that you can make for running a 70 metre race. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to make like 10, 20, 30K to run 70 metres, <laughs> which is a sort of dollars that are up for grabs, well. that, that would be pretty interesting to me. And I, I, that was kind of my strengths during football was my pace and stuff so yep. learning how to sprint properly it's a it's a nice feeling when you when you're literally taking flight and you're like at max speed yeah you feel like a a racehorse and yeah good well. feeling yeah i get the cool thing about what sprinting is uh you get a good, pretty good beach bod as well oh yeah <laughs> like you go marathon runner nah. yeah exactly <laughs> sprinter exactly. like yeah. yeah and that's just the product of the training style isn't it so yeah okay See, that's tremendous, right? <clears throat> I think that's one thing I really struggle with, right? And like, it's it's just stupid because I think I'm smart enough to know. But like you, you said there, you go, it doesn't matter what I was doing. I'm just like staying healthy for life. Mm. Like I really struggled to get that concept home. Yeah. Like, and I've always just been a big kid. So I'm like, kind of like, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm kind of like, and I'll have a crack and then I'll just like kind of drops off. Yeah. But at the same but, time, that's a. But that awesome mentality, like it's life. Like you can live life optimally. Yeah. If you like right now, if, like, and this is what sometimes I try and scare myself into. I'm like, like, I'll be like walking in a car park or something. <clears throat> I'm like, right now, someone attack me. Like, could I chase him or mm. could I run? Yeah. I'm like, props not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you could. So oh, do yeah. you ever think about that kind of stuff? Like, fear, like, or what, it, like, when you say your baseline for life, like, what is that baseline? Like, uh, so it's not that I would think about that sort of stuff. It's more like, yeah. Like for example, something like traveling. For example, like some of the, like I'm highly active, hiking, always moving. Like it's just even if even if I'm not looking to compete at something, I would rather still be in a physical condition where like I can do whatever I want, kind of thing. So if I yeah. want to like go on a three hour hike just randomly one day, I can just do that. Yeah, cool. You know I mean? And instead of having to think, all right, I want to go on a three hour hike in six months' time, so I should start training for that now because what I want to do in six months' time, it's just like being fit for life, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Because yeah, you like right now. If you really wanted to, you could just pack up your gear, and like you're off. Like you could go anywhere. Basically. You could do oh anywhere. yeah, that's what I've done. Not because you're fit. Four or five times. Though. Not one because you're fit. One, you got the mentality, and yeah. then two, you think. So I think, um, yeah, if you want to be like that, to anyone that's listening, yeah, <laughs> have a good baseline of fitness and have the a no fear approach. Yeah, that's it. To everything because it seems like that whole your whole career is like your life so far has been built around just having absolutely no fears or. Yeah, oh, well, that's it. It's more like um, just like I, I, I had I put a tattoo just below, just on like the higher end of my on my hamstring. Yeah, and it says make no small plans. 
oh, just okay. because it's my way of looking at it like life in general. Like it's my way of saying chase any dream you have. Yeah, if you okay. make no small, like, what's the point of small plans? Yeah. Think big, think big, make big plans. Yeah. Make things that's like think of something that's going to scare you and then do that. Yeah, and okay. if you are aiming for that moon, like you might reach a star or something, you know, you might yeah. reach a star in the process. And that's the approach I've taken. Like you're, if you're always shooting like higher, yeah, you might fall short sometimes, but falling short might also show you three brand new doors that you wouldn't have found if you didn't shoot for that this yeah. target that you didn't reach. Yeah, well. You know what I mean, so that's the kind of mindset that I, I, I try and teach my clients as well, you know, like that champion mindset. If you always, just always think, even if you fail, like you can go back to a typical yeah. Michael Jordan uh, quote about like he's missed uh, he, the the what he's learnt is the shots that, that that he missed. That's where he learnt most. Most, yeah, mm. yeah, that's tremendous. And it's true. Like, and then like even just recapping on some of the things that you said, like you you didn't get like you got offered a third division contract in in Geneva, but yeah. that was the that whole experience was the best in your life. And for some people, I mean. that breaks people. They go, fuck, I didn't make it. That's what I mean. Exactly. Like, oh, you can look at it. And they just put on heaps away. And then, like, the amount of dudes I've seen, like, he's, like, like massive. And he's, like, how'd you go? Like, what, your career, whatever. Oh, you you wouldn't believe I was a superstar at this. And it's, like, yeah, yeah, bro. yeah sure you were, bro. Yeah, like, that's it. At the end of the day, persp yeah. perspective's a choice. You can choose to have a one perspective or yeah. choose to have the other. It's not, it's not, I see it this way and that's it. Unless yeah. you're a highly ignorant person. Yeah then perspective as a choice. You can choose to look at things differently. So, and, and again, like so many of your decisions, some of the stuff that we've just discussed, you've turned a real pessimistic situation into optimism. Like mm. with that time when you were at Bradford, you're like, oh, these kids are the worst. Like yeah. the worst of the worst. You did, you kind of weakened and kind of said, nah, I'm not going back there. But you're like, oh, all right. Yeah. Like they got you in that situation. Well, money then, talks though. Yeah, <laughs> money speaks all languages, but- yeah, it might have been a big enough motivation, but you made that choice to go back and then put yourself in a situation and think so. How do you how do you attack, tackle so much tackle things with so much optimism? Like, is this something you tell yourself, or are you just like I don't know? Do you do it automatically? Is, have you never thought about this? Or no, it's not that I haven't thought about it. It's more that there is no other way for me. Like, if yeah. I think of a situation, there's no other option but the brighter option. Yeah, you know, like it's easy to be in a situation and see, all right, yeah, something negative's happened and you can dwell on it and dwell on it and dwell on it, but it's not doing anything productive for the situation because already you've already made that choice. Yeah. So, or, or that thing that's already happened. So you can't now make that change. So it's better to look at it instead of thinking, all right, I've messed up here and, and being down about it. You're saying, all right, what did I learn from this situation? Take the lesson and yeah. look at the lesson as a bright, a bright thing like yeah, you're looking okay. at it as a positive you know and then it, and then it, that's how you develop as a person in my opinion yeah and then just continue to like yeah kind of exactly push forward and make it out yeah. of that and to be fair like with the the stuff that i do online while i was traveling like a lot of it a lot of it is actually the psychological component with clients you know like sometimes they just need that person to have these sort of conversations that yeah. we're having right now you know and like give them that other perspective on on how to look at a situation, not as an opinion, but yeah. more so like I'm looking at what you've told me yep. and I'm going to give you what I see and how you've told yep. me. And sometimes having that person's perspective yep. heard can like change completely how that person looks at things. Yeah. And all of a sudden now they are seeing three different, more, three other options instead of like thinking, all right, this is the only way and I can't, I can't do it. Yep. So there's no other option. It just sometimes opens a person's mind, which is, 
what I kind of try and do when I'm talking to a client, like when we were training, yeah. you know, it's more, it's more the educational side of things. It's more the, it's more the trying to understand that person as yeah. a, as a human being, not a number kind of thing. Yeah. See, I, I, I was going to ask this question and I will ask it now, but um, like why an online coach, but I'll get into my reason why I, I'm probably pessimistic about it Yeah, is because the times that we train together, every time I show up, like I, I'm there, like I was there, except a couple of times I had a bit of back issues or whatever, but when I'm there and I'm fit, mm-hmm. like I'll train and yeah. I'm on. And I love that someone going two more, three more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking do this now. Like yeah. now we're on over here because if that person wasn't there, like I'm taking the piss and yeah. I'm cheating myself and mm-hmm. I know that. So I, I reckon for me, like an online coach, I'll be like, yeah, hey man, I'm doing real well, bro. Pushed out six. Obviously my results yeah, aren't yeah, gonna, yeah. I'll get caught out somewhere. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like, why an online coach? Like, what have you seen that's different? And I'm sure some of your clients have probably had that doubt in their mind and you've got a long, a number of long range clients. Like, why online coaching? Yeah, hundred percent. So a lot of my clients I haven't actually met. So there's a few clients <laughs> on there that I've never actually met. They've just reached out. They've seen my Instagram, they've seen my social media and then they reach out and, and want the coaching. So essentially why an online that's coach yeah. is because for someone that's wants one-on-one personal training, so one one reason is the cost. So for an online, for a one-on-one personal training session, these days people are paying anywhere between seventy to one hundred dollars for a se- single session. Yeah. Online coaching is going to cost you that over the course of one month. So it might be seventy dollars or my rate seventy-nine dollars for the entire month, and you're getting all your programming, all your nutrition. Yeah. So some people that don't require the motivation. So it's not for everyone. It's definitely not yeah. for everyone. But for some people that don't require the motivation or they just want, they just need the program. They just need the formula to succeed or to yeah. achieve the goals. That's when it comes down to art and the yeah. science of programming. So if you can um, give people the tools to succeed on their own, yeah. essentially that's all I'm doing with online coaching. I'm creating the program and then the next phase of programming and then the next phase of programming according yeah. to that person's goals. That person simply follows the program, simply takes the steps yeah. and they are getting the results. I'm not getting the results for them. I'm just providing them with the path formula. Yeah. that's going to get them the results in the long run. Yeah, okay. But at the end of the day, it's that person's responsibility to get the results. And I guess that provide that does provide motivation. It's more intrinsic motivation there yeah. more by the results. Because you said, like, for someone who wants motivation, I think my thing is that I want instant motivation. Mm-hmm. Like, I want those little hits, like, yeah. to someone on my ass to be like, yeah. this is what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Like, um, this is, uh, you know, where you got to be. So, yeah, that, that sounds really good, actually. Mm-hmm. And if you can keep if you can keep it up, which, like, if you've seeked it out or you, you're you willing to pay it, like, you should keep it up. Like, yeah. yeah, to be fair, the retention rate is quite high. So a lot of clients that – how I like to look at it is if you think of your Spotify account, yeah, and you've yeah. got all your playlists and you've spent a lot of time creating these amazing playlists. Yeah. If you lose the app, you're going to lose all your playlists. Yeah. So it's a similar concept. Like, over time, the data is collected through the app. So you're seeing all your personal best. You're seeing all your – Oh, so pro- you have – sorry, you have an app? Yeah, it's an app. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. you have yeah. all your all your personal best, all your training data for some clients have been with me now a couple of years, a couple of years worth of data on yeah. this app. Plus they're getting the programming. So they're not thinking on what they should do in the gym. They just have to yeah. follow a program. And then they've got communication with a trainer 24 seven. So yeah. like for that, for those reasons, it's like, it's optimal for a person who doesn't want to pay for personal training, yeah. just wants to know what to do, when to do it. Like, it's the most cost effective and time efficient option for people out there these days. And like, if you look at the world of online coaching, it's a saturated industry these days, yeah. especially with fitness. Yeah. Like there's so many of them out there. Yeah. So my point of difference is kind of 
having that one-on-one relationship. I only ever take on max 16 to 17 clients at a time. Okay, so you'll keep it stable. I'll, I'll so it. You can, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. So it's not like people come in on cookie-cutter programs and I got a client base of 50 to 100 people. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, like, I, yeah, I could make significantly more money, but my integrity as a trainer would be, it would diminish because, yeah, of, like, I'm yeah. selling myself out to sell these cookie-cutter programs and make a lot more money for a hit after hit after hit, or you can establish those more meaningful relationships, see a person genuinely change, see a person genuinely gets the results from what you've told them to do. And that's that's the most rewarding feeling, you know, when I'm coaching yeah. an athlete or a, a client and I see them get the results that they want, same from a teaching perspective. If I see a child yeah. or, a, or an adolescent learn from me, like that's the rewarding feeling. That's why I got into the industries that I'm in. Yeah. Any um any notable, obviously don't have to drop their name, but any notable transformations that you've had like on board? You've had a couple of clients for a long time, like, yeah, yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Like, I wouldn't, I, I, I don't, I don't want to drop a name just yeah. in, just yeah, in case. Course, but yeah. at the same time, yeah, like I've been, I've been in the industry for um, three and a half, close to four years now in personal yeah. training. And then, like, if you're referring to online stuff, yeah. the online stuff, yeah, definitely. So I get a lot of a lot of um, retention based on like how they're not only looking but feeling. So it's like those significant behavior changes is what I kind of thrive off. So like yeah, okay. if someone doesn't change body composition and, and have like a very impressive body composition change over the course of six months, that's fine. But if I've changed that, how that person thinks about food and looks at training and now they are self-sufficient, yeah. then that's my job done because I know I've now taught you to run your own ship. You yeah. you, you're now just staying with me either because of loyalty, because I have the programs for you and it's easy for you, or you just want that resource and for accountability. But at the end of the day, now I've taught you how, what, and when to do things that you can technically survive on your own now. Yeah. Okay. The building blocks. So then like, if you keep it pretty tight, like you're pretty tight, like you said, 16 or 17 or whatever, mm -hmm. that was around that number, right? Yeah. Um, do you have any openings at the moment? So if anyone is listening and, and sound, thinks this is fantastic or yeah. you're probably pretty fully booked or- At the moment, I, I actually just posted something on Instagram that I had one yeah. vacant spot um, yeah, that okay. filled a while ago. Yeah. But then today I posted another one. There is one vacant spot available yeah. at the moment only. And I know that the, like from history that I've seen, you, they, those pre go pretty quickly. So They go. Sometimes that one spot can stay open for yeah, okay. a few weeks, but I mean- it just takes uh, a little bit of time and a bit yeah. of content and some like I don't do much marketing myself, so a lot of it yeah. comes from someone that said something, and then I get someone message me saying, "Hey, so and so's oh, give me a number." Yeah. yeah, but I think a lot of it comes from proofs in the pudding, like. Oh yeah, that's it. like you, like you look at your training and like your training, like or what it looks to be every day. And I don't believe that you'd be someone that would schedule posts. Like I honestly think you're yeah. out there every day, yeah. just because like you don't look like this for yeah. no reason. Like, <laughs> so. And um and yeah, like you always seem pretty fit. Like mm. you, it doesn't matter where you are. And and some of my favorite videos have been you in like random locations doing calisthenics or yeah 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 yeah. I love that stuff. Most random place you've trained? Most random place I've trained um would have to be in a balcony in a dodgy Airbnb in Slovakia. <laughs> just just check it out. There. The city yeah, underneath. Literally, like. first day we got there, I was like, oh man, I just realized we're not really doing much tonight yeah shops were really closed it was one of them weird nights there was no there was no we There's had no nothing beers nothing on, i was yeah. with the boys i was like you know what i'll smash our session on this balcony because it's a nice night and i'm just gonna do it so like you hear stories of like um like people being like like real jacked in prison and i guess that they're like a small box oh yeah you're dealing with a balcony yeah if let's say if there's someone out here listening that 
wants to bang a workout in the balcony, that's all they've got. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you do? Bodyweight stuff, all only. Like that's all you like, can, can really do. Can you give us some examples or? So in that scenario, I mixed up a bit of yoga flows and then yep. I did a little bit of a high intensity interval workout. So whether it's like a few push-ups, squat jumps, yep. then into like uh, a stretch or something like that, but like yep. kind of keep your heart rate up. So whatever yep. you can do, keep your heart rate up with your body weight. You'd be surprised what you can actually do with your body weight. And at that time I wasn't too into calisthenics, but yeah. now that now that I am in that kind of world, like the amount of things that you can do using just your body weight to yeah. make gains is unbelievable. Like you can train anywhere, anytime. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's unreal. A, fr a friend of mine's um, partner was a yoga instructor mm. and she showed me that and she was like, oh, um, like yoga is awesome. You should do it for weight loss. And I was like, what, stretch? And she's like, yeah, watch this. So she had a heart rate monitor and she popped it on. And then she got me to do like a couple of poses or whatever, like yeah. real simple, like yeah, 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 touch your toes, like mm. real simple stuff. And then she's like, "Look," and then my heart rate was just like, doo, 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 doo. Yeah. and I'm like, "Okay," yeah. <laughs> I was like, "That makes sense." And then yeah, like I wasn't puffed, I wasn't puffed out or anything, and I wasn't exerting, but like my heart rate went up. Does that equal fitness? Like I don't know, does that work? But she, that was her example. Essentially, she gave. yes. So, especially from a fat loss perspective, yeah. if your heart rates increasing that's essentially meaning that you are going to be burning more calories per, yeah. per minute essentially and that's the goal of fat loss really to okay. expend as much energy or more energy than you are taking yeah. in essentially so you mentioned yo yoga flow was one thing that you said that you did on yeah. the balcony well, fuck's the yoga flow <laughs> yoga flow so it's like a series of a series of different patterns or different movements that come together as like a nice flowing movement so instead of holding a single stretch you might go from one stretch, then yep. slowly transition into the next and then slowly transition into the next okay. until you're like kind of flowing. So you might choose four or five different movements yeah. from each of them. So you're kind of like finding that pattern that you can that yeah. you can work with. Do you have any um, examples of yoga flows on your content or anything like that? Is there any way you can, or just people yeah, just there is. YouTube it or? Yeah, you can go onto my Instagram and if you scroll You'll find you'll find something. There's couple, a bit of everything. There. Couple of yoga flows. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because that's the thing. Like I like I hear so many people throw around this term yoga, 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 yoga. Mm -hmm. Oh, do I did some Bikram? Yeah, couple bikis in yeah. there. Like <laughs> I'm like, yeah, cool. But like, and uh, to be honest, like I feel like I'd be embarrassed to go to yoga class. I'm like a baby elephant, mate. I don't want to be falling <laughs> over. Like, but tell me, well, what do you think about yoga? Like, if you sound like you do it, like some of it or some components of it. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, definitely. Well, we just actually hired our yoga a teacher today. So okay. believe it or not, I've been speaking a lot about yoga today. So oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So we've, um, the company that I'm now working with, we were looking for a yoga teacher. We brought one in. We had a chat. My opinion on yoga is very, very beneficial. It's a good way to stretch and recover essentially. But yeah. also it's a form of meditation for people. So a lot of people can get a lot more out of it than simply the stretch. And this is when we get deeper into fitness as well. Yeah, okay. It's more than just like muscle gain, fat loss. It's more than just the body composition side of things. It's a holistic approach where you're yeah. getting those benefits that are more than just physical. You're getting those mental benefits. You're, you're slowing down the heart rate, you're slowing down the breathing, the thinking. You can walk out, you can walk out of these sessions and yeah. and feel a lot more clarity in your head. You can feel a lot more like one with yourself in a way. I don't know. Yeah. We're getting real deep here, but it's more I like, like the, it, but yeah, but why not? Let's go down yeah, the rabbit hole. The, 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 <laughs> the stretching is the main component of, of the yoga, I guess, because you, you, you're finding those yeah. stretches in every single muscle group. Like you do your yoga class, like a, a vinyasa or a yin class, you're, yeah. you're stretching every single muscle group really. And okay. you're walking out of there like loosey goosey, you know? Yeah. And that's a, that's a good feeling in itself. Yeah. Cause I've heard so much, like it feels like there's so much going on at the moment, the last couple of years around breathing. 
and yeah. yoga. So like even like um I like Wim Hof. Do you know Wim Hof? Um, mm. oh, he's like this German guy. He's a bit crazy. Yeah. He goes. He does like um like ice bars. Or he'll go yeah. to like um the North Pole and do yeah. it with t- uh, just shorts only. Yeah. He 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 went to base camp in Everest with just shorts wow. and shoes. And um, he he puts it all back to breathing, like real big deep breaths in, uh, breaths out. He does like this whole cycle thing. The human body is unreal, though. You know, yeah. The the, the things that the the human body can actually withstand is unbelievable. Yeah, like you see some crazy things like that where the human body is being put through its paces. Yeah, you know. So it's funny what the mind tells you that you must stop at. It you can generally go. 40% more. So it's called 40% rule. So what, four, yeah, yeah. 40% rule where whenever you think you, you're about to stop, you're actually only 40% there. You've got 60% yeah. left in the tank. So you can actually go double and a half. Like Literally. You do what you just Literally. did and then go a little and how a people, half again. How people perceive exertion is yeah, is very like, they, they, yeah, they don't perceive it quite well. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I, I really empathize with that. I reckon it's true because like I've done just like I've just been super motivated a couple of times. Yeah. And then go for a walk and then be like, no, I'm going to smash it. Yeah. And then go for like 10Ks. Yeah. I've exactly. never walked 10Ks in my life before <laughs> that. Like there was this one time I did it. I remember like um, I broke up with this girl or whatever and I was like real sad about it. And then it was a long story. But I was like, fuck it, I'm just going for a walk. And then I walked from uh, Paran to Port Melbourne. Yeah. And I was like... But I went the beach. I went the beach way. I then just you had to walk back. <laughs> nah, do you know what I did? Caught an Uber. Stop ten guys. Caught an Uber. I was like, and then the Uber drivers kind of look at me, be funny because I had like a like shorts, a t shirt, yeah, like yeah. shoes on, look like I was going for a walk. And I yeah. was super back. And then I just had to confess to him. I was like, bro, I'm wrecked. <laughs> I was like, I'm actually done. But that was great. I probably could have went home and then half half of that again. Yeah. It's a forty percent rule. Yeah, I just well, bitched out. Yeah, if you wanted to. Yeah. So my my max is what. 10 and then 20, 25k. Mm. <laughs> 25k be a decent walk, but yeah. Anyways. I'll walk half a marathon. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, I probably can't do that, yeah. let's face it. But uh, no, that's awesome. And so right now at the moment, I noticed uh, recently, and you can elaborate on this, you're doing some stuff with some elite athletes. Like are you working with an, an elite gym or are you about to, or, or did I jump the gun there? Have you, have no, you no, started? So, yeah, I started. Uh, we're working, I'm working with a company called Elite Training and Sports Medicine. So there's yep. one um, facility in Killer Reese and the other one's in Dubai. Oh, wow. So the situation there is we have gen- we have general population clients, but we- Gym pop. Yeah, we try and um, direct more at the, a lot of the training there is with athletes as yeah. well. So yeah, it's a really cool oh, environment. What are you doing there? What's your role there? What's so I'm, I'm a strength and conditioning coach, okay. but also yeah. like, with with certain clients still PT yep. as well, but yeah, we're trying to we're trying to organise where there's a specialist in every field. So there's about there's about between six and eight different coaches, and we all have like our own little niche, you know. So yeah, wow. you can kind of come to the facility and whatever you want to achieve, there's going to be a coach that's going to be the best at that kind of thing, you know. So yeah, you can okay. have a client that walks in and say. I want to learn how to powerlift and we'd be like, okay, you're good with coach X or yep, I need perfect. to yep. develop speed. All right, you're going to be perfect for yep. coach Y. You know what I mean? So it's that kind of environment that we want where you can literally achieve any sort of fitness goal. Awesome. Yeah. It seemed like um, a lot of football clients, because was that that camp that you did recently? I noticed. You, yeah, you yeah, did, yeah. Is that all in that? Like, and today you're training like a goalkeeper, I noticed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. a lot of these are like local MPL or senior players in some way, but there's yeah, some okay. few boys from the A-League. Yeah. There's a few um, collaborations and connections happening with the with the recovery lounge that the yeah. that the club has, that the company has as well. So yeah, that performance camp was 
a initial approach on how to um, basically create content and show what we can do because they're yep. looking at creating another performance camp in Bali, but for the A-League where okay. you get A-League players coming down during their off season and then basically coming into preseason fit already rather than yeah. having to go to preseason to get fit. But like that, that's not, none of that's in stone. They're just ideas yeah. at the moment. Australia seems to be, and this is only a guess. I don't know the fitness industry, but like in most things, Australia seems to be like five years behind everything. When all the time that you've spent playing in Europe and stuff, like are they miles ahead in terms of what we have and we're just catching up or are we pretty much on par with like that kind of stuff? It depends where, you, where you're looking at. Like if you had to compare it to the US, for example, the US is superior when it comes to strength yeah. and conditioning, for example. They're, the collegiate they're, system. They're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're miles ahead. Yeah. And then in, in the UK, I would say it's it's quite it's quite high up there as well in terms of what they, but it wouldn't be too far as Australia. I think US are leading the leading the charts significantly. Yeah. And then, and then Australia will fall somewhere under that. And yeah. Same as UK probably like along those lines. So they're not, they're, they're, it's come a long way as exercise science. It yeah. used to be one of them roles where if, uh, if Hawthorne, for example, yeah. were looking for a strength and conditioning coach, they'd put up an ad and ask for a volunteer strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. And after a, uh, after a student's just spent four or five years studying <laughs> tertiary, and comes out of that and is offered a voluntary position. Yeah, like it's kind of spitting on the profession in a way, you know. And you would never, yeah. you would never see that in in the US. It's literally like a, it's a hundred k plus US dollar job over there. You know, yeah. it's a it's a respected career. And you got to earn your stripes. I'm sure to get that job, you exactly got to do internships, right. etc. Exactly right. Exactly right. But that just seems that that just seems crazy for me. And again, like it seems that strength and conditioning, these sorts of things, is like. Um, injury prevention, mm. all that kind of stuff. It just for me, that make, that makes sense. Is that right? Like those, is that kind of the way it works? Uh, it's, as it is. So it's strength yeah. and conditioning. So you're, oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're yeah. stre you're st it's a strength work yeah. to improve on your current strengths, yeah. improve the, the, the strength of your, of the human body and then yeah. conditioning based, whether it's conditioning aerobically, whether it's conditioning for your sport. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's tailored to who you're, who you're taking. Yeah. Okay. Cause then like, and then you apply that back to what you were saying before a club just goes and puts like someone come out of uni, a voluntary position. Exactly. You've got half a million dollar full forward. Exactly right. <laughs> like, exactly right. And it's like, yeah, do some deadlifts. Exactly. <laughs> do this. But like, if you've got someone that's thing, you want those guys to be exactly. elite level. 100%. And is that what this kind of elite uh, place is offering for both professionals and um, Yeah. So we welcome, like? we welcome yeah. everyone. And it's basically the environment to be treated like an athlete. It's very, yeah. uh, a professional approach. It's a very um, boutique kind of setup. So yeah. I think uh, everyone who walks through those doors will get a lot out of the place. And some of the equipment and just uh, stalking on your Insta and stuff, like some of the stuff like um, those like look like uh, armchairs with like balloon things on people's legs. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. What's that? Like You've got the compression pants and the reclining chairs. And yeah, basically okay. the compression works like the same as if you were going to get a blood test okay. when you tie up your um, your bicep and yep. apply the pressure and your your um, blood vessels start pumping out blood. So you feel that heartbeat in your arm. Yep. Same concept. So you put them around your legs. It applies a lot of pressure in different parts of your legs. And then okay. all of a sudden you start feeling your heartbeat in your legs. So it's promoting blood flow. Pre-post, pre what's that for? Like? So it's generally post. So the goal yep. of it is to promote blood flow through the legs. And if you're getting more blood through the legs, you're getting more oxygen. And that's how recovery occurs really. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well that makes sense. Cause that's why obviously blood doping is so successful. Yeah. If you Precisely. did it, cause you're just putting in new blood Precisely, cells, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. So yeah. you're promoting blood flow, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. So yeah, that's a, a cool way to do it. And what are, what other kind of study stuff they have there? I was really interested cause the setup looks amazing. It's quality. They have yeah. everything you need really. So that in terms of the recovery, there's the pants, the infrared sauna, 
the heat and the ice bath and then the recovery bike. So that's done as like a little circuit. So you go in the yeah. pants, the sauna, the ice heat bath, and then yeah. on the bike and it's like a little circuit there. What's your favorite recovery? I want to do one of those ice changes. To be fair, you yeah. can't you can't really beat that. To me, that's superior for a recovery when you're doing yeah. that contrast stuff because essentially you're jumping in the you're in the ice and then into the heat. Yeah. And the the um the goal behind that is essentially in the in the in the ice, you're constricting, so your blood vessels are constricting, and then in the heat they're dilating, so it acts as a pump. So you got constriction, dilation, constriction, dilation. Mm. So it works the same as your heart, but you're getting that all around your body. So see your your heart pumping blood to different parts of your body, yep. your whole body's acting as one big heart. Okay. And you're pumping blood everywhere. And that w- that probably helps with blood pressure because it's easier, that, that yeah. process is happening easier. Than exactly. Contrib- and oh, it just, okay. that's how blood gets through the muscles, oxygen yeah. recovery happens. Okay. So that's why obviously people promote to stay active, keep moving. Yeah. So then that process continues to happen. But this, exactly this right. is like put on steroids after you're just been um, working out yeah. and then you want optimum blood flow then. Yeah. Probably should have mentioned the S word. I said it's been put on Sarah. It's got nothing to do with Sarah as we're talking about. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Yes, <laughs> but yeah. And that's a real contentious issue. Like uh, like you're, uh, I guess, a, a fitness a fitness influencer on, on social media. You probably hate that that I said it. Like the oh, smoke so, there, so much so. Uh, like, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say influencer. Oh, mate. Well, look, your following is like quite big. And I, I guess like you, you don't try. It's like yeah. it seems to be quite organic in, in terms mm-hmm. of the way it is. But I, I'd consider you someone that have influenced. Like one, you're a coach, whatever the case yeah, yeah. is. But getting back to that, like what's your thoughts on people that like actively like people just go, yeah, that bloke's on roids, but then they just come out and they just deny, 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 like that like whole culture what's around that. What's my opinion that? on, yeah, on like, someone having yeah. that accusation or the person who's being accused? Like both, like, yeah. I suppose if you're the person being accused, take it as a compliment. Yeah, that's if you're, the acu- if you're accused. There's that, there's that mentality, oh, your pessimism turning yeah, into exactly, optimism. <laughs> exactly, take it as a compliment, like, thanks, man. Yeah, okay. But I, I guess if you're the accuser, man, maybe stop accusing, start doing. yeah. Like, yeah, it, where does that come from? Does it come from a place of insecurity? It could do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, could yeah, do, definitely. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Have you been accused? Like, uh, like I wouldn't know, but I'm not accusing. But have you, like, have you come under that scrutiny? I've definitely been asked many times, you know, but uh, yeah. especially when I was a bit younger yeah. Um, or when I was focusing a lot more on getting as big as possible. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like I said, like if someone's gonna tell me that, like, yeah, it's, like it's that? never, yeah, it's never come in as like, you know what, screw you. It's more like, thanks dude. <laughs> <laughs> Do I look that good? <laughs> true, true. So yeah, it's, it's always um, taken with uh, a light heart, I guess. That's the best thing. That's the best uh, comment I've ever heard on that topic. Yeah. Like I thought I could like be like a little sneaky guy, just kind of get a little rise out of you, <laughs> but you're just like, thanks man. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's, that's what I want. That's yeah. actually what I want. That's it. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, you were talking earlier about in terms of where you're at, in terms of how you you don't like to be kind of st- uh, uh, still for too long or, or whatever the case is, um, yeah. and you make no small plans. What's what's next for, for Hayden? So this year, I'm not 100%. I'm not, like, like I said, I can't still t- sit, sit still for too <laughs> yeah, long, but yeah. at the same time, I'm also – I'm not – too big of a distant planner like i'll plan yeah, okay. kind of six months at a time yeah. at, at the most so there's some people that will have like five to ten year plans like i yeah. can tell you what i'm doing in five years i'm more like all right yeah, let's sure. take it let's take it six months at a time yeah and then the path will be determined based on how well those six months go so for this year for example like i came back with the in, with 
I came back unknowing what was going to happen. So I came back thinking, mm, you know, what, I want to see everyone because I miss everyone. Yeah. But I have the I have a British passport, so I was like, there's nothing stopping me from taking off again. And to be honest, that was my that was my original plan. I was like, yeah. there's something about the UK that I just need to get back to. Yeah. So I was like, I'll come back. I'll spend the summer, and then we'll, we'll go back. We'll go back at some point soon. It's a good but summer. Then, to have. then you come back home, and like, it's not that I couldn't do that. It's more the opportunities that presented themselves within like weeks of being home you know because yeah, people okay. saw just like just like when you've asked me to come on yeah yeah like people I was pumped. people I was saw pissed. like that i've i've been doing been doing things yeah like working from my laptop as well so they got interested and then the opportunities came so i had a couple to choose from and then i've i've gone with this and like i really love and i enjoy what i'm doing at the moment with this company yeah. i think there's i think there's a lot of room for growth and like yeah. some potential for something real cool to happen later yeah. on so i might stick it out and see it, see how things go. But again, six months. Yeah. I'll reevaluate and answer another question in June. For as well. <laughs> yeah. There's a massive allure for me as well. Like, I reckon it'd be cool working with elite athletes. Like, they're the best in their craft, best in their field. Like, it'd be cool to be I involved in that. Yeah. Where, like, I, I want to kind of reach out through this podcast. I like, I just talk to people that are elite or stories that I think are amazing. Mm -hmm. And like your travel, like your traveling experience, 40 countries, like, and you're still, you're still young. Like, are you 30 yet? No. No, 27. You're 27. 27. Like, there's that whole, like, 30 with 430. Well, yeah. you smash that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's like 40. So that's just, yeah, like, uh, amazing. Yeah. And you got so much. And I was listening the other day to Gary V, um, who I love, and he said, like, he was talking to a guy that was, like, 45. And this guy's like, oh, it's a bit too late for me to do anything. He's like, dude, you're literally at halftime. Yeah. Like he's like, you're coming out, you're in the locker room right now preparing for the next half. Yeah. Like what are you going to do to win the game? Yeah. And then so like, then I looked at myself being 30, uh, 32, 33 this year and, and you 27. We're probably like quarter time mm. or like second quarter somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some mathematics genius is oh in the comments God. section yeah. going to be like, well, technically 45 <laughs> is half time. <laughs> but, um, but you know what I mean? Like we're, yeah, so yeah. we're so like, there's so much to do. And then, yeah, and where to go. And then well, that's the whole concept of what we're saying before, like having that optimistic yeah. um, outlook, you know, like there's never, it's never too late to start from scratch. Like I could go, I could start, for example, accounting. I know nothing about accounting. I'm terrible at maths, but I could start tomorrow and that could be the start of a brand new life. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I might, I could, there's could, nothing stop. like it doesn't I matter. I couldn't see you doing accounting. That's that, what I mean. But I'm saying there's, no, there's, no, <laughs> there's nothing stopping anyone from doing that, you know? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. nothing stopping anyone from starting fresh and having a brand new approach. Yeah, that's it. And that, that's how I've always been, you know. I've always had that kind of mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. All right, mate. Well, it's been fantastic having you in. Um, I want to get you in again at some point and we can elaborate more on some of the stuff that we talked about. But before we do go, um, give you, give yourself a little bit of a plug, mate. Where, where can we find you? <laughs> you said you had that one spot left. I want to get that filled up. And it's got to be a, a Todd Life listener. Um, so a Todd a cast listener. I always say Todd Life mails my radio show. But anyways, um, where, um, where can we find you online? Yeah, so Instagram's probably best bet on at yep. uh, HVC Fit. Yep. And I've got another business training account, which you can find through that one. Yeah, okay. Um, that my website's on there as well. So everything's linked to that. So yeah. uh, the best bet's probably I'll bang those in the descriptions HVC as well. HVC Fit, yeah. Yeah, and then um, so you can go on and, and have a look and see if it's right for you, like um, that kind of training stuff. That's it. Because um, I can vouch for you as a personal trainer. You're fantastic. Um, as I said, oh, I literally <laughs> thanks, That was me. That was me. That was me. Um, but yeah, man, thanks again uh, once again. And um, I guess that's us, mate. Thanks, no Cody. No worries. Quality. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Thank you.